on a Saturday evening, I wasn't able to engage with my friends because I tried to invest in doing what I thought society should perceive me as. And it just turned me into a person that I didn't want to be. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest Tristan Wright. Tristan, are you ready to rock? Of course I'm ready to rock. I know that. And how do I know that, ladies and gentlemen? Because Tristan Wright is the rock star business Sherpa from down under. He's based in Melbourne, Australia, and has a background in running a business in the sportswear industry. His company, which is called Evolve to Grow, love the name, <laughs> gives business owners and entrepreneurs the tools and support they need to simplify their workload, grow their profits, and reclaim their time. And now you know, ladies and gentlemen, why I wanted to have him on this show. Tristan, take a minute and fill in any further tidbits about your life. Firstly, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I guess my backstory, I'll give just to let listeners know, I, I ran a I set up a sportswear business probably when I was 23 or 24. I studied engineering and studied industrial design and, and worked in that space for a couple of years, but it was a bit disengaged and I was a bit lost and I wasn't heading in the right direction. And I ended up falling into setting up my own business and, and loved it. So I had multiple locations across Australia, manufacturing in multiple different countries and selling all over the world. And I made a load of money out of it, but I also lost a lot of money out of it. So imagine running a seven figure business and at age of 25, 26, you probably think you're invincible and you don't need to listen to anyone else because you've had so much initial success. Like in reality, not many people can say they're, they're running such a, like a large company yet at that young age. And I didn't think I needed help or support from anyone. I thought, oh yeah, I can do this all by myself. And reality is I couldn't. Mm. So lucky or unlucky, I don't know how you put it. In a six month period, the Aussie dollar dropped against the US dollar by 20 odd cents. Just at the time I was investing in growing the business. So I didn't know to, to forecast and look at stocks and Aussie dollar, the currency, and I had no idea the Aussie dollar was about to drop. But at the same time, very similar time, my wife at the time said, hey, by the way, our marriage is over. <laughs> so Something else I, uh, dropped. Yeah, exactly. So in that six-month period, my business life disintegrated and my personal life disintegrated and I had no idea what to do. I quite literally stuck my head in the sand and when I pulled it out, I was almost a quarter of a million dollars in debt, 200 grand in debt. and really had no idea what to do. But the idea, I love the concept of the business Sherpa, you know, yeah. the, the person to help you climb that mountain. You know, now I understand exactly where that came from. So, uh, yeah. Because I, I fell off the side of the mountain. I know what it's like to fall off the side of the mountain and how to climb, get back on the path and go out to the top. So mm. I took ownership of those actions. I realized that if I had of had more foresight and known what was happening around me, I would have been able to get through 
that period a lot easier. So mm. after taking ownership of those actions, I was able to rebuild that business and systematize it so it could run without me and eventually be sold. So Got it. I, yeah, and after selling that, I was fortunate enough to be able to take take time out and reevaluate where I wanted to be in life and what I wanted to do in life. And that led me to my current journey, which is helping others climb their Mount Everest and reach the top of their business game. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, if you're ready, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment <laughs> thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. So it's, it's a really, really interesting one. And it's not a financial investment. It's not a monetary investment. It's a mindset investment. I was investing in other people's feelings and, and other people before I was investing in myself. So what I mean by that, I was making other people happy, assuming that by making other people happy, I'd be able to make myself happy. And with a lot of hindsight and a lot of personal development thinking, it's like you have to look after yourself first to be able to look after others. So this journey that I had when I was growing this business, I, I was not necessarily living on my own goal plan. I was living on what I thought society wanted me to look like and how they wanted me to be perceived. And that was me investing in making others happy. But this didn't make me happy at all. Like I was, yes, I was on the outside, I was successful, but I was losing friendships and I lost my relationship and lost money. But I was like, at the end of the day, I, I remember times on Saturday evening, I was out at, at barbecues with friends. I was focused on, I was still talking to my suppliers and my factory on a Saturday evening. I wasn't able to engage with my friends because I was investing. I tried to invest and I use the word try to invest in making, doing what I thought society should perceive me as. And it just turned me into a person that I didn't want to be. Mm. And how did you come to the awareness of this? I mean, this is, I think there's a lot of listeners out there that have found themselves either in a phase of their life where they've done this or, you know, they've, they're in it right now, but how do you become aware of this? Is it only through pain and suffering? I, I didn't become aware of it at the time. And it's only, it's hindsight over years that I realized that I was living on other people's goal plans. I don't know who so or how I thought people would perceive me to, to be. And that just changed how I felt. So like, I had to do a lot of personal development to think, why am I happy and why am I not happy? And it was actually this journey to, to be where I am now after selling the business that I, I was able to realize that, yes, I'd been able to change that business and turn it around and grow it. And I'd been able to improve my personal life again. But one of the main factors was, that I got into that situation was that I wasn't living to my true self. I hadn't been investing in myself. I'd been investing in what others, I thought others would think would make mm. me look good. And can you take us to the, to the moment or the bottom or the period of time where you started to really 
it all, the consequences of this investment hit you hardest? When I realized that even though I've been putting on this show to look nice to other people and look like I'm successful at the end of the day, at my bottom, they're not there to support me. Only myself, only I'm here to support myself and the buck stops with me. So I can do everything I want to make others happy. But if I don't invest in myself, I'm not going to be able to be happy and on going in time, be able to help others. Mm. So when I was at the bottom, I was like, it's actually me that I need to invest in so I can actually be happy, be full of energy so I can share that with others. And how do you compare yourself now to when you were at that bottom? What's different about you? What would people notice about you? I still feel empathy for others. At the end of the day, I'm not responsible for how they feel and I'll disconnect myself from that outcome. So I have my own goal plan and I know what I want to achieve and people can see that I'm driven with where I want to get and they can see that I'm congruent with what I want to achieve and how my actions align with that. Mm. Yep. So let's try to summarize what lessons did you learn from this experience if you could just go through those. Live on your own goal plan. So know what, who you want to be and what you want to achieve in life. Once you've got that, you take ownership and responsibility for all of your actions or anything that happens to you. From there, you can then move forward and continue to invest in yourself. And once you're then able to invest in yourself, people are going to be naturally attracted to who you are as a person and you're going to be able to surround yourself with the people that you want to be surrounded by. Got it. When you talk about your business evolve to grow, is that, is that part of what you're bringing to those clients of yours is, you know, part of what you've learned in this process? Totally. So the business started out as pure business coaching, so to speak, but the journey has shown that a lot of people need to actually do work on themselves first to be able to be successful in life and in, in business. So they don't know what they don't know and they've only been challenged to a certain level. And if they want to get to that next level, they need to explore who they are as a person to be able to continue and move forward and grow. And when I think about that, I think about a mountain. You know, yes. you, get, you go through the first challenge, you get the base camp, but what, you know, the next challenge on that mountain gets more yes. complex, you know, the air gets thinner, the steepness of it, you start getting ice, the complexity raises each level. And what worked in the prior one may not work, you know, in the lowest level, you may say, oh, I got a lot of endurance and I just go yeah. fast, but well, that won't help when you're fighting against high altitude and thin air, as an example. Correct, correct. So you need to change the way, the way you do things, basically. So what's going to where you are is, now? That is damn hard, I can tell you, myself. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Because you're, you're comfortable with where you are, you, you know that what you've done has got to where you are now. Mm. And it's okay where you are often. But if you want to go to that next level, 
there needs to be that personal development, that growth, that evolution. Right. So for the audience out there, you know, I would say, where are you on climbing your own mountain? You know, are you at a plateau? Do you have a guide? Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling like I'm just doing what everybody else says I should be doing? These are the questions that I think this discussion raises for all of us. What I will say, there's not just Mount Everest, there's multiple mountains. So <laughs> once you get to Mount Everest, you might want to go to K2 or to Kilimanjaro. So yes, I've got people surrounding me. That I, I like to surround myself with people that are two, three, four steps ahead of me so I can learn from them. Mm. I've got a friend, he's 29, oh, sorry, he's just turned 30 and he has 1.5 billion dollars worth of land projects on at the moment at the age of 24 he had one development property so one dual octane house development property so i like to surround myself with people that are that many steps ahead of me so i can learn from their mindset Got so it. all right uh, well let me summarize what i took away and let me know if i missed anything i took a lot of notes you know the first thing i thought about was on the airplane when they tell you that in the event of depressurization, this oxygen mask will fall and put it on yourself before you put it on your child, or as the guy said, on your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a great reminder of that oxygen mask. That's what I'm thinking as I'm thinking about what you talked about. The second thing that I was thinking about was I wanted to tell a story about my best friend, Dale. And when we first met each other, we kind of came from different backgrounds. He was much more of a, a loner. He was a drummer. He practiced in his room alone and really pursued that passion, whereas I was much more out, you know, and, and all that. And I was so much more sensitive to what other people said. And when we were young, I remember once that he said this, and he later repeated it. He says to somebody, he said, if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. Correct. And I was like, holy crap, you can say that? Yeah. <laughs> now, Dale is a very kind man and all that, but he clearly delineated a line that, sorry, I'm not going to take on your problem or your perception of me that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this totally reminds me of, of that. Now, the next thing that I thought about was the idea that you know you alluded to, which is that you know customers... And people around you want authenticity. And it's true authenticity that builds, you know, real success in relationships yeah. and in business. So that also is a lesson that I take away. And then the other thing I would say is I was in a, I was at an event in Hong Kong. I was asked to speak to young students who were graduating university and, and they had a lot of questions and they grabbed me in the, in the, after the event and there was a lot of them around. And then one said, well, I'm studying finance, but I want to work in, oh, sorry, I'm studying accounting, but I want to work in finance. But, you know, somebody said that, you know, that's not a good idea or whatever. And I said, who said that? And, <laughs> and they didn't have an answer as to who it was, but I don't know. I heard it. People say, who, what people, who yeah. <laughs> it is your life, you know, make you your path. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And that totally reminds me. And I'm going to just always repeat to myself when I do, who told you that? Who, yeah. who has the yeah. right to say that and stop a kid who wants to go from this to that? I mean, that's scary. So those are a lot of different takeaways that I got from it. Any uh, things you'd add? 
No, but I'm going to give you another point. So based off that is when you go and introduce yourself to someone, don't say, how are you? Say, who are you? So that way you can actually get into a much deeper conversation quicker and, and learn about that person. Because at the end of the day, people are just going to say, if you say, how are you? They're just going to say, yeah, good. But that's not going to lead anywhere. So you say, who are you? And you get a much more engaging conversation. I love that. And for the audience out there that's about my age or older, you would know that don't say it the way Roger Daltrey said it in his song with the who. Because <laughs> yeah, he I, added something to it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is the F word in... <laughs> but great point. Who are you? Not how yes. are you. Yes. Fantastic. All right, well, based upon what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? And I'd like you to think about that person who's on that treadmill right now, mm. who's on that phone talking to people when he could be connecting with people. He's got all these different issues going on and he's, he's struggling inside, but he doesn't know or she doesn't know what to do. What one piece of advice would you give them? I would ask them the question, are you living life on your own goal plan? You got it. It's, it's as simple as that. Are you living life on your own goal plan? Perfect. And for those listeners out there, you know, listen to that question. And if you are, fantastic. But if you're not, take this time to think about, you know, getting on your own goal plan. And certainly, you know, I'll have contacts for Tristan on the show notes. So if you want to talk to someone about how to get through that, Tristan's a great one to do that. So, all right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? My number one goal for the next 12 months is, is actually to get on the, on the speaking circuit across Asia. So I just started last week, but I want to, I want to be having an impact across the Asian market and sharing my story. That's awesome. And we're going to check in 12 months from now. And I believe yeah. it's not going to be checking in by phone. It's going to be attending one of your events. So, yeah. so. Hopefully that's in one or two months. We'll find out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, if there's anything myself or our listeners can do, we will. So to help you with that. Excellent. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. Who would name a website like that? Huh? <laughs> As we end, Tristan, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. And I want to also congratulate you. You're one of the brave souls who has taken their worst investment, in this case, of time and energy, and turned it in to your best learning moment, but also your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Firstly, thank you very much for having me. And my parting words, think what is possible and make possible your reality. Make possible your reality. I love it. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our well fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.